Hi, and welcome to the Tom VoiceOver Podcast. My name is Tom Jordan, and I am a professional audiobook narrator and voice actor. Today's episode is a little longer than most, but I want to talk about the audiobook The Unkind Hours by Dwayne Alexander Smith, and there's a lot to say about it. Before we dive into that, though, I know that many of you listening might be interested in voice acting, voiceover, or audiobook narration in particular. If you are interested, then I encourage you to do these three simple things. Number one, subscribe or follow this podcast, because not only will I be talking about the audiobooks I've narrated, but I also explore what it takes to be a voice actor in general. And two, head on over to TomVoiceOver.com. I consult on the business side of audiobook narration, not the performance side, but I have sessions available where you and I can talk about what it takes to become a voice actor and if voice acting might be right for you. Also, if you're already a voice actor, I can give you the lowdown on what it takes to be an audiobook narrator. Finally, I have another podcast with really quick three-minute or less episodes called Tom VoiceOver Quick VO Tips. Here, I take all of the audio from the over 500 TikTok videos that I've got, and I created a podcast that will help you understand what it takes to get into voiceover, or, if you're a voiceover artist, help you understand a little bit more about what it takes to be an audiobook narrator. Again, the name of the other podcast is Tom VoiceOver Quick VO Tips. Okay, on with the rest of the episode. I recorded The Unkind Hours in June and July of 2018, and it's one of the audiobooks that will always remain as one of my favorite experiences as a narrator from the very beginning during the negotiation phase all the way through well past when it was out and available for purchase. I saw the posting for it on ACX, Audiobook Creation Exchange, and for those of you that don't know what ACX is, it's owned by Audible, which is owned by Amazon, and ACX is a meeting ground for rights holders, like authors or independent publishers, and for us, the producers or the audiobook narrators. Rights holders post their projects there, and the narrator will look for what's posted and then audition for these various titles that are available to become audiobooks, and that's one way that we can find a job. Um, or projects to work on. So I noticed The Unkind Hours within about two hours after it had been posted on ACX, and I immediately sent in an audition. And I got an email back fairly soon saying that he really liked what I was doing, and he was interested in hiring me as a narrator, which was awesome. Turns out that even though he'd only heard a few auditions by that point, Dwayne is a longtime industry, a movie industry um, veteran, so he knows what good voiceover is and um, apparently uh, recognized that in me. The book itself checked all the boxes for me. It was a thriller. It is a thriller. And when I researched it, I noticed that Duane's previous book, 40 Acres, was already either in development or optioned for a motion picture at that time. So I read some more about Duane and noticed that he was a successful screenwriter. I wrote him back, and I realized at that point that there was a chance that this book could be optioned as well. If he's a good of a screenwriter and he knows how to turn concepts into cash, then it might work out that way. It was a chance I was willing to take. I wrote him back, and I said, yeah, I'm available, but it's going to take me a few months to complete the length uh, for the length of this particular book. Back then, I didn't have a workflow that I do now because I was still editing my own projects and was more constrained in general with family and work life. I told him it was going to take a few months, but I knew that that was way out there. I was giving him a very conservative view on what it would actually take me. 
Nowadays, even with a full-time day job, my workflow is so much improved with an outside editor and um, the other ways that I'm recording nowadays that it would probably take me a few weeks to do an eight- or nine-hour audiobook. I know, for instance, that um, my current rate is, um, with the current rate that I record, um, I can do a 10-hour audiobook in three weeks and working with my editor to get all the changes done and everything else. So, of course, if a big publisher needs something done in 10 days and it's within reason uh, lengthwise, I'll, of course, go for it. But I explained to Duane at this point, we were just um, emailing back and forth. I said, you know, you can either hire me and get the audiobook done by the person that you wanted to get it done with, by the narrator who you feel can best represent your characters and bring them to life, or go with somebody else and get it done sooner. But remember, this audiobook's, this audiobook's going to be out there for years or decades, perhaps, and three months is a very short period of time to wait for something when you consider just how long this book is going to be out there and available for people to listen to it. So if you've got a choice of either finding somebody and getting it done quicker or going with the person that you know is really wanted to, that you really wanted the whole time and not have to worry about that four months from now when it's already on the shelf, then I'll leave that decision up to you. And uh, the thing about Dwayne is that he's really smart and he was likely way ahead of me on my song and dance. Everything I said was true, you know, but um, he's also really great to work with. And I think he saw that in me as someone who was capable of getting the job done and doing a good job. So he sent me an offer and I got rolling on prepping the manuscript and recording. And I think it took me two months, again, working around my day job. And the overall experience of recording that was just great. I just loved the characters, especially the character of uh, both characters, the main character of Steven and The Stranger, which was just so much fun to do, although a little harsh on my voice. One of the challenges in this book for me was I had to do the main character's best friend, Linton, who is Jamaican. And no, I'm not going to do the Jamaican accent for you right now. You'll have to listen to the audiobook to hear that back when I was actually practicing doing it and could do it on the fly. But um, either Duane was just being really kind or he, you know, really thought I got the accent down well. But when the reviews came out and, and, and when he was happy with the book overall, you know, and there's like 150 reviews right now at this time of recording on this particular book. Um, nobody's ever said anything about the Jamaican accent. So I got that going for me. We'll see what happens in a couple years when there's more reviews. Um, and now you'll listen to it and you'll say, God, that doesn't sound anything like Jamaican. What'd you do that for? But I wanted to talk a little bit about accents and I'll touch upon this several times during the different um, episodes as we go. You know, we live in very culturally sensitive times. And so my own rule, unless I know I can nail an accent, I just give it a dusting of the accent, and this gives the listener an idea of how the character speaks without creating a distraction. It's real easy to distract somebody if you do a poor accent, and you're really pouring your heart into, say, like a Scottish accent. And people know what Scottish accents sound like because we've got groundskeeper Willie on The Simpsons who was just, they just nailed that one. And, of course, you know, Scotty from Star Trek and everybody else that's got a Scottish accent. You can think of your own uncle, for instance. So you can never be sure that everybody's going to be happy with the accent, too. So you give it a dusting and you just do your best and you go from there. Or what if an accent, what if, it, what if the role calls for somebody who really does have that accent really strong? Well, you've got a couple choices as a, as a rights holder. You can either hire somebody that, you know, natively speaks with that accent, which is a great idea. There's plenty of people out there that need work that have the accent that you're looking for to begin with. Or... As a producer, as an audiobook narrator, I can hire uh, a vocal coach, a, um, an accent coach or dialect coach, and they can come and work with me. And that's what I did for a couple of books that I've worked on. But for Linton's character, I did some research. I listened to a lot of Jamaican accents. 
what I did was I made a, um, a series of MP3 clips of Jamaican accents, and I put them all in a file that was about 10 or 12 minutes long, and I put that on a, a USB drive, and I played that in my car during my commute, and I put on put it on the loop, so I'd have like a 30-minute commute, and I listened to that two or three times, um, not every day, but as I was prepping for the book, every other day or so, I would listen to it and just uh, repeat after each time I heard it. That's a really good way of getting down uh, somebody's accent or trying to mimic a celebrity, for instance, if you're trying to do an impression or if you if you have a character that sounds like Tom Cruise, for instance, you could listen to Tom Cruise speaking, his his pacing, his intonations, his inflections and everything, you know, in the car or out for a walk or wherever you listen to things and really try to repeat and get that down. So like I said, Dwayne was happy with that. He was happy with the book in general. And um, it's actually in, uh, it was optioned for a motion, motion picture and it's currently in the development stage right now. So that's really exciting. I told Dwayne about this podcast episode. I got in touch with him yesterday and asked him if it was okay for me to use any of the clips from the interior, and he gave me free reign. So I'm going to give you two clips that are really cool, and they don't have a lot of spoiler with them at all. They're really deep dives into the mindset of the killer, um, and you get a really good feel um, and a deep dive into this character uh, from listening to these. If you have kids around, uh, you may want to hold off on listening to this unless they're out of the room or out of the car. Uh, some pretty crazy psychopathic stuff going on inside this guy's head. So, uh, but enjoy, you know. Um, here we go with two short chapters from The Unkind Hours by Dwayne Alexander Smith. Chapter One He couldn't resist the urge any longer. He lay awake in bed, unable to sleep clenching his pillow as he felt that familiar urge make its final push to overtake him once again. It was pounding on his senses, demanding to be set free and allowed to feed. He used to have more control. He used to be able to hold it back longer. Six whole years separated his first time from his second. Then four more years had passed before he gave in to the urge again. But now, faster than ever before, it had resurfaced. Despite trying everything to distract himself, more work, heavy reading, hours of prayer, after only eighteen short months, that horrible, wonderful desire was back. And now it was stronger much too strong to deny. He squeezed his eyes tight, took a deep breath, and whispered his secret to the darkness. Yes, okay. With those words, his body eased, and a calming warmth filled him. The fight was over for now. He had given in entirely to his longing, and all that was left was to enjoy where it took him this time. He drew a sharp breath, and the fantasies that would soon be realities flooded in. The smells. The sensations. The squeals. The squirming. Yes. He couldn't wait. Why should he wait? He'd do it tomorrow. He rifled his schedule in his head. 
There was nothing he couldn't cancel or postpone, nothing more important than this, not even close. Tomorrow. The thought made him moan and squeeze his pillow tighter. Yes. He fought the urge to touch himself and relieve the pressure growing down there. No, save it. He turned to the glowing clock at his bedside. 3.12 a.m. Tomorrow is Saturday. No school. They'd be out and about no earlier than nine, ten to be safe. He rechecked the clock. He'd have to wait seven long hours. He took a deep breath and told himself to be calm. He was too excited to sleep, so he decided to fill the time by coming up with a plan. After all, the last thing he wanted to do was get caught. He rolled onto his back, stared up at the ceiling, and set his mind to the task. Somewhere a dog barked. A truck rumbled by, and he heard a bird that sings at night. He'd gotten away with it several times before, so it shouldn't be too hard. Still, when he made his move, he had to be careful. The parents weren't his only worry. No. There were always so many eyes watching the little ones. Chapter 5 Patience Not too slow to draw nosy stares. Not too fast, either. That's how he drove through town. That's how he cruised past all the places where busy parents sometimes left their little ones alone. The video game store. The comic book shop. Lucy's Pets. That store on Oak Street that sold nothing but candy. Little ones loved candy. He had some in his glove compartment now. Hershey's Kisses. Little ones loved chocolate, especially Hershey's Kisses. They were so shiny and fun-looking. He liked to place them in their delicate little hands. He liked to watch them peel away the aluminum wrapper and pop the chocolate past their pouty lips. He loved to watch them chew, their cheeks churning, drool seeping from the corners of their mouths. These wonderful thoughts made him tingle down there. Focus. He squeezed the steering wheel and kept driving, kept scanning the sidewalks. He cruised past Mario's Pizzeria, Penguin's Frozen Yogurt, then that McDonald's on State with a big playground out back. Most of the little ones he spotted were accompanied by an adult or with a friend. Earlier, there was one girl, about six years old, walking a small dog out on her front lawn. She was all alone, and she was so perfect. But as he slowed his car, a man exited the house. The girl's stupid father, most likely. So he kept driving, kept searching. Patience. Focus. He turned onto Simpson Street and drove toward the north side of town, toward more places where little ones are allowed to run free. He knew he'd eventually succeed, 
because all he needed to find was just one. Just one sweet child left alone for a few short minutes. And just think, he hadn't even tried the parks and playgrounds yet. He drew a sharp breath and squeezed the steering wheel tighter. Patience. Focus. Be ready. Okay, I hope you enjoyed those clips from The Unkind Hours by Dwayne Alexander Smith. Now, I do have uh, 38 promo codes left as of March 9th at 6.17 a.m. So if you are interested in getting a free copy of The Unkind Hours and you get me an email at tom at tomvoiceover.com, I will get you one. Now, if it turns out that I run out before you email me, I will get you another code for another one of my audiobooks. It's going to be a grab bag uh, kind of a thing, but I'll get you another code. So email me at tom at tomvoiceover.com and we'll get you something, even if it's not a code for this particular book. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you next episode of the Tom VoiceOver Podcast.